It's bad. Anime. Hey everybody, my name is John. And my name is Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? And today, okay, uh, lesbians <laughs> in space. No, 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 I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead well, of I mean, myself. You're, you're still right. I mean, that's what uh, that is what we're, what we're talking about today. And it is. So, Bouncy, I have to kind of hijack the, the intro here a little bit because I, I have several questions to ask you because... Oh, okay. Today was a direct um, recommendation of mine. You know, we realized, um, like, hey, you know, we have some time in the schedule. We could definitely watch something else before we record. And I said, I have an idea. So I sent you to the link to what we're watching today. For those listening, we're watching the 1985 um, OVA. Oh, it came out 85 through 87, which is actually important. We'll talk about that. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, hmm. the uh, this is Ixer 1, baby. Um, actually a pretty decently well-known OVA. So Really? Okay. Yeah, yes, it was... Um, one of those early titles that came over here, probably post Akira anime hmm. boom, that you know, a lot of stuff got imported. So, Bouncy, a couple of questions I need to ask you before we really dive into what this show was. Um, I'm very excited. Okay, when you started, when you just when you were watching and listening to the show, mm-hmm. did anything strike you as familiar? Um, a few things. I feel like. Mm. Uh, I I think yeah there were a few things about it that made me think about other shows, um, specifically just mostly giant robot stuff. Uh, but also like um, mm-hmm. the, the main character Ixer One reminded me a lot of uh, Lionel from the Thundercats, uh, and also <laughs> kind of as Cutie Honey a little bit. Um, oh, interesting. And then just the robot stuff, like being able, uh, being in the robot and whatnot, kind of reminded me a bit of Ava via like LCL and stuff like that. The fluid that she okay. was in, Nagisa, when she was controlling the robot. Um, And I I think that's it. But the, I, I it really echoed okay. of a lot of the well, 80s well, OVAs that we've watched previously. A, there's a reason why specifically to talk about the OVAs, because I should have specified there. You gave me the plot points, which is good, but because this was produced by a studio called AIC. This is now oh. the this is now the fifth AIC property we've covered on this show. Wow. Wow. Wait, wasn't okay, wasn't that campus special investigator Hikaron? Bingo. That's one that's one of them. That's okay. actually this became this was before Hikaron. Hmm. Yeah, this was um, if, if wow. I remember correctly, I think this is AIC's first or second work that wasn't porn. <laughs> setting the bar very high wait this wasn't porn is what you're selling is what you're telling me well kind of a kind of not we'll get to that a little bit later when we come a little, when we a little talk- bit of both it to- it towed the line sometimes well okay so i'll i'll talk about this now real quick then we'll get back to my okay. point um here we go this was adapted originally from a hentai manga so um, here's the okay. thing early hentai was fucking nuts because i assume the guys who were drawing this stuff said it's already porn. It's going to be niche. Let's have fun with it. Let's add robots. Let's add the transforming body horror. Let's add all these yep. elements that we like. Let's add tentacle monsters because it's a already A lot gonna... of tentacle monsters. That was – cool. This oh, yeah. one in particular, yes, but we're going to get to that in a second. So mm-hmm. the, the early days of hentai was a wild, wild west. This and I think uh, Dream Hunter Rem are another great example of shows that – 
kind of transcended their beginnings as porn because they're like, mm. there doesn't need to be porn in this. This mm. is already such a wildly imaginative, compelling. It can it can stand alone. It doesn't need so, to be porn. So that's exactly what happened again with um with this right here with um Ixer one. And if I sound distracted, I'm just pulling up. Uh, yes, I I very much hold on because I want to confirm before I say this when it comes to the, mm-hmm. the history mm-hmm. of AIC and where this stands. Because mm-hmm. yes, as you mentioned, our very our episode zero, as we called it, which was our kind of our pilot, was about campus special investigator Hikaru on, which was at the time my favorite anime, which has since been replaced by Ava. But still, mm-hmm. um, this is a studio that means a lot to me. And yes, I just looked mm-hmm. it up. Um, this is the second work from from AIC that isn't pornography. It's that the, isn't porn. <laughs> yep. Got to put yeah. the asterisks there. Got to put the asterisks there. The first, the first, their first um, non-adult oriented work was Megazone Twenty Three. Something I watched years ago. Something I would love to oh, revisit really? for this podcast. Yeah, it was. Okay. A, it was another mech. It was a kind of kind of a mech anime. But mm-hmm. anyway, here we have Ixer One, and the reason why I, I harped on the. Um, things feeling similar yes because it was the same studio um i think the direct the director okay the director wasn't in common but the same guy who did the music for hikaru also did the music for this makes sense that makes yeah. sense because if you listen yeah. to uh, specifically mm-hmm. the theme whenever um whenever ix or robo showed up it's very similar to like the main theme of hikaru it's actually very mm-hmm. similar it's in the same mm-hmm. key same tempo and sometimes in this in this song, when the melody would play, I'm like, "You're playing Hikaru and wrong." <laughs> I got I got a little <laughs> offended, but yeah, this is Ixer wow. One, and truthfully, how this came about a long time ago because I got so invested in AIC. So to mm-hmm. clarify, what other AIC titles we've done? Because we've done Hikaru on, we've done Burn Up and Burn Up W, okay, and Armitage the Third. Those are the. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. That it Doesn't was it though? The third Doesn't it? The other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the studio has its style, and they have very similar style among all of those animes, among all of those OVAs. Exactly. And so this one was mm-hmm. um almost one of like it was in the was the third one they ever produced. So wow. originally, how I became aware of this is I've always really wanted to sit down and watch it, but again, I needed that impetus, that reason, just to sit down and shut my brain off and watch. So. I thought about what we can cover for the show, and I'm like, you know what? Let's let's actually do Ixer One, because the only thing I saw of Ixer One was like the first thirty seconds before. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm need to come back to this one because <laughs> at the time I was kind of squeamish to the very intense body horror, but now I'm so broken. I'm like, yeah, no, this is this is time for me to watch it. Yeah. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of wanted to come in this one raw together. I purposely didn't look up the plot at all before I watched it. I had no idea what the show was going to be about. And I said, let's watch it. And that's exactly what we did. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Bouncy, I'm going to ho- turn the mic back over to you for a second. When you opened this OVA, when you clicked the link I sent you, mm-hmm. within like the first like five minutes, what were your thoughts? Like, God, da- Rob, God damn it, Rob. Or like, what are we doing today? Or like, of course, this is what's happening. What was going through your head? I think the, I think the exact thoughts that went through my mind was I saw the thumbnail and I said, oh, classic Rob. I clicked <laughs> on it. Uh, I saw the title. I went, ah, classic Rob. I saw the year. I went, well, that's just classic Rob. And then the show started and I went like, 
oh, lesbians, fun. Uh, <laughs> that I think that was my entire wavelength of the show in that because mm. when you first start the show, right, it, it starts you in space and it's a conversation between Cobalt and Sepia who are like the villains yes. uh, mm. or of the villain uh the area of the villain side of the story right and they are just kind of like hanging out like just lovingly holding each other and there were a lot of points in the show and i'll stop you at those points uh when your explanation about it being porn really makes a lot of sense because i feel like there were a lot of scenes where that didn't have an exact punchline. yeah and i think this was one of those scenes where i was looking at it and they were like hugging each other and like all over each other and I think like every scene finished five seconds before it actually was supposed to finish because they took out the porn yes. or at least like because they wanted to take out porn. Like yeah. now that I think exactly. back to all of these scenes, I'm like, it felt weird because it didn't have porn. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's not that I was expecting porn when I was watching it, but now that I know that it was supposed to be porn, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it would have been you know a what? lot more natural. Out. It, it would have been out. more natural if they just put in the porn. It would have flowed better. I don't know. I, it, yeah. Not that much porn, but like a little bit of porn here and there. Would have just like, oh, it would have made sense to me a little more and made it like a more conglomerate OVA series, yeah, yeah. I think. But you know, it would uh, it would have yeah. maybe a little more well-rounded. Maybe, you know, yeah. if, if, it would feel Everything like context would have had well. Yeah. Context. Exactly. Would have given me more context to things uh, and kind of took things the way that I thought they were going to go. Um, subconsciously, but either way, yeah, I started the show and, uh, the, everything about this, uh, did ring bells to me. I don't know what kind of bells those were. As we talked before, it was very vague 1980s Mm. OVA bells. Uh, but those bells rang throughout and it was very, uh, classic, like, okay, you have this space entity, um, and they created this, uh, this kind of, oh, this thing i don't know what she is but they created mm-hmm. ixer one and right. she is like a, a member of the coover wolf yeah, another Coover-Wolf, space yeah. uh, space race of sorts i, I uh, had to rewind so many times to understand the fucking pronunciation because they, they like all the voice actors clearly didn't know what it was supposed to read as and they kind of all mumbled no. it and the director was probably also too scared too many didn't know what the fucking word was he was like yeah no that's good cool it's cool the wolf cool yeah whatever wolf, that's, that's, that's whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that works, yeah nice yeah <laughs> wolf whatever that is um but yeah so, so that that part of the plot i was like i don't really know what that is but i know that there's these two sides the side mm-hmm. that built ixer one that wants to destroy ixer one and then there's right. ixer one who's just kind of hanging out on earth right now uh at, and trying to escape them yeah she's thang. just chilling just chilling and then she meets uh nagisa who is our main character i guess kind of um yeah she's um yeah even though the show is called Dixer one nagisa is more the emotional centerpiece yes of, because of, as of we three know episodes, yeah everybody in this show or every like unit has partners right mm-hmm. uh cobalt and sepia are like the villainous partners, partners yep. Uh, who would like, you know, obviously a lot of lesbian sexual tension here. Um, mm. They are lovers and partners. And uh, it's clear early on that Ixer One wants Nagisa to be her partner. Uh, but Nagisa doesn't know who Ixer One is, nor about anything that goes on in space. She's just a normal girl and she's just going to school. And uh, yeah, she's yeah. desperately trying to fight off Saki Saki. Wait, that's a different Nagisa. <laughs> Nagisa! 
<laughs> oh my god a girlfriend girlfriend callback that is that is good that is really good yeah i had to dig deep for that one had to. honestly uh, you kept yeah, saying I mean, nagas you, you kept saying nagas i'm like where the fuck have i heard that name before yeah <laughs> i was thinking that too so i'm happy you reminded me because i it just reminded me that it was a, a also a blue-haired big boob uh japanese girl in a different anime so there you go <laughs> we're covering a lot of the same ground here we keep finding ourselves in these paths it's it's amazing it's amazing and scary at the same time i'm happy to be here with you though i'm happy to be here too maybe we'll throw in some some more shoujo some stuff for girls you know maybe we'll watch some like wholesome rom-coms and then and then there'll be a tentacle monster and be like we'll never fucking mind then yeah never mind because there are so many tentacle monsters in here and i guess like the reason that ixer one gets involved with nagisa is because nagisa is continuously targeted by monsters mm. of sorts and specifically yep. tentacle monsters lots of tentacle monsters there was um, a lot of them in this oh yeah uh and a lot of body transformations as you said yeah people turning but, into these monsters and it starts happening all around nagisa's hometown and mm. she's like what's going on and ixer one comes in and ixer one's like nagisa you have to come with me and together we could defeat these monsters and nagisa's like yo who the th who's this like Thundercats looking ho right over Thundercats. here? Thundercats, Thundercats, uh, ho, ho, and Ixer One is just she knows a little bit of everything about this and like what she's doing, and they they eventually gotta fight the main villain. Her name is uh Big Gold, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's not the world the world heavyweight championship belt from wwe from 2000 <laughs> until um to, i mean 2002 until 2012 to 13 approximately that is well, just no, the it name came of the back villain. it came back in like 2001 when they bought it back from wcw so you're almost yeah. there yeah oh one that one that was the middle okay yep but yeah she's big gold and my favorite my favorite part about big gold is she has a conversation with um, like the, her main assistant or whatever, and they go to scenes with Big Gold, and she doesn't really talk for the first like three quarters of the movie. But how she speaks, it sounds like a tea kettle is going off. It's like, ee, yes. Ee. And then the guy's like, "I understand, Big Gold. I'm very sorry. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send fucking Cobalt, and Cobalt's gonna take out X or One. I swear." Yeah. And she's like, ee. and he's like, "Okay, I got it." It's weird. And then later, the big, big Gold later speaks in like later in like the the last two episodes of the OVA because that that relates to kind of the point. Um, this is a little different than other OVAs we covered in that. From what I understand, um, I think it's Toshiaki Toshiaki Hirano was the director's name. Mm. Well, we'll just call him Hirano for short. Um, mm -hmm. Hirano wasn't sure if he was going to get how many episodes he was going to get out of this. He got greenlit mm -hmm. for one. Hence why episode two ends on a cliffhanger. Because once he got cleared for two, he wanted to make it three. So. Wow. Yeah, no, this story is kind of a little over the place in that regard. Because it, it yeah. clearly, clearly wasn't very well thought out. Because episode two, yeah. they do a very interesting thing where they add a narrator. It's like, where was he in the they first do. episode? They, they just do that. And they, he's like, it comes in randomly. He's like, will Nagisa and Ixer one defeat yes. the threat? Or will they not? And will we be fucked? And I'm like, sir, who are you? Where did you yeah. come from? <laughs> it's, it's just so weird that, yeah, because it wasn't involved in the first one. You would think there'd be some, you know, some correlation there. It was very bizarre. Yeah, very bizarre. But th throughout, right, you get that, you get those three parts, right? Mm -hmm. You get the first part and it's kind of Nagisa and um, 
Ixer One learning how to work together, and Ixer One helps Nagisa summon uh, Ixer Robo, which is a giant fucking robot, to uh, destroy yep. Cobalt, who is the first uh, villain sent down from the villainous group, um, and she yep. is killed. And obviously, Sepia, or her lover or partner, is looking out for super revenge uh, on them. And uh, Nagisa is still Hidu. not. He, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that took you a second. That did. I was like, uh, 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 no. oh, wait, no. Sorry. I have to shoot that down. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am not going to, but I'm not going to redo that statement. I'm going to let it stand on its oh, own. Oh, you, you little. Um, you sounded like but yeah. Emperor Palpatine there for a second. You little. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Redo. Um, but yeah, so uh, Nagi and Nagisa re- redo it, and Nagisa <laughs> uh, is not really into the fact that this is all happening because her parents turned into monsters, and uh, Ixer One had to eat them out of existence. So she's like, "You killed yeah. my parents. You mm-hmm. also did all this stuff. What the hell's going on?" So there's kind of that tension between the two, uh, a lovers' quarrel at first, if you will. Uh, but they end up defeating yeah. Cobalt, and then the second part, Sepia comes down uh, with Ixer Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is uh, assumedly a, a, a built organism to yep. kill Ixer-1. Exactly. Uh, so Nagisa and Ixer-1 have to work together in the second episode in order to combat that, uh, which they do. And then episode three is kind of the sum up of everything. Uh, and uh, some interesting things happen in episode three, actually. Go on. Well, uh, Nagisa uh, spends a lot of her time on Earth with this daughter and uh her mom right that she found in like during like the during the battle between um during robos yeah i remember that yes during the robo battle and you know a lot of that like she's kind of like reconnecting with humans on earth and like being a human while xr1 is just kind of off like fighting monsters and doing other stuff that's not very well explained but she's just off just doing her thing and then uh fighting the good fight Fighting the good fight, and then of course the child's mother turns into like a giant tentacle monster and confronts Nagisa, uh, which Ixer one's like, "All right, uh, I'm gonna come back and help." So she gives Nagisa like a shield uh, that she can use to Bracelet, prevent yeah. any of these monsters to attack her. Uh, and that's, yeah, it was it was yeah. very reminiscent. Um, funny enough, actually, the director here has some kind of funny direct ties to Devil Man, but the um. That scene reminded me very much Devil, uh, actually of Crybaby more so than anything, where it was mm-hmm. like, um, you know, your mom, mom, your mom's gone. That's not her anymore. It's you know, right? Yeah, you because know, it, it wasn't a demon explicitly, but it was the same kind of, uh, it was the same scenario as, de- as when a, a person gets possessed in, de- in the context of Devil Man. So right. it was one of those things. It's like, you son of a bitch, you're using plot devices that I like. And this also one thing we. <laughs> One very dumb thing we haven't mentioned yet over the course of three uh-huh. episodes is that not only is there giant robots, Ixer One has a lightsaber. She does! Yeah, I completely forgot. About, I, I really wanted to bring that up, but I forgot about it. So thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, she just kind of has a lightsaber. She has a blue one and Ixer Two has a red one. And I'm like, you can't even like make it different colors to make the to what? make it a little less obvious where you're taking influence from. Not that I'm mad about it. I'm like, you guys want to avoid getting sued maybe. But just, they do a good job. It was just of like, like, oh, okay. But the thing is, they they did hear they did hear what the same thing they did in um, Space Sheriff Gavon and Shider, which were actually funny enough the influence, influences for Caron. They what they um, what they did here, 
instead of having the lightsaber be a tube, it actually looks like a sword. You know what I mean? They just, they just put did. a point. Yes. So it's a little distinct from the lightsaber. So I probably that's how they um could claim originality. So bravo, AIC. I love you guys so much. Good job. We love your programs. Um, yeah. And, it's, and yeah. It's just crazy. I, I, continue. Sorry. What I'm saying, just crazy for me to watch this because um, again, <clears throat> actually, it's pretty similar to a point made about Akira where for me, this is I'm, I, I didn't realize it until I watched it, how prototypical was of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I love. And even because mm-hmm. I remember very well, for example, the scene where uh, Nagisa's parents transformed got me because um, it was actually very similar to a scene in um, which some of you haven't watched yet, but who knows? Maybe we will if we have time. Uh, Devil Man Lady. The 1997, oh, okay. the 1997 TV series that wasn't an adaptation of Devil Man. It was a very loose adaptation hmm. of going to guys Devil Lady manga because after after you do Devil Man, what do you do? Devil <laughs> what do you gotta do, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the scene was very similar to that. So I'm like, wow, this is a very similar to scene in Devil Lady. That's 12 years later. What the hell? I looked it up. Same fucking director. I'm like, oh, you clever hmm. dog. Hmm. You clever dog. Yeah, so this guy has direct wow. ties. Direct ties to the Devil Man um mythos and mythology. And the guy again, the guy who did the music here, he did he did the music in Hikaru on, and he also did the music for the first two Devil Man OVAs. So Wow. Okay, so it's it's a very incestuous community. <laughs> like oh, all these great. dudes. Yeah, no, a lot of I'm learning more. A lot of the mid to late eighties anime stuff was all just one big pile of incestuous behavior. And uh Wow. Yeah, let's call it creative inbreeding. Yeah, yeah, let's call it that. And it, they definitely had a style. They definitely had a vision. Yeah. And I, I think this this OVA series really carried it out. And although it was over a few years, they all look pretty much the same. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, if we can finish up, wrap up the plot real quick. But I mean, it's just like Ixer 1 and Ixer 2 have to fight. It's the ultimate face-off. Ixer 1 like loses first, but then, yeah. you know, does the thing where she comes back stronger. Literally just like, wipes her out in one blow because Ixer 2 uh kills Nagisa in the third yes. OVA. Um well, so actually, that it was crazy. well yeah. no actually what happens is even worse because Ixer 2 brainwashes Nagisa oh, to fight that's Ixer right. 1. Yes. And then right. but Nagisa reaches out to her telepathically Ixer 1 and says you have to kill me. I'm not here anymore. Yep. Again. And then she plot does. device I love, but I love here that Ixer 1 actually did it. Yeah, because you would expect actually, like her to just be like, no, we there has to be a way, and she finds a way to get her unbrainwashed. No, but Ixer One just straight up just kills Nagisa. Yeah, yeah, shoots her with her weird wrist laser rocket that she has, which oh, yeah. is the coolest that other thing ever. Thing it's a pew, and Ixer Two is even like, oh fuck me, you did it. <laughs> like <laughs> goddamn, I didn't think you'd go that far. You fucked up over there. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to wrap up the plot, let's do it right now. Because what happens is there's the showdown. Ixer 1 wins. And somehow she gets like this ability to grant wishes, which I wasn't exactly sure. Yeah. I she basically she gets this she how she, she gets this magical fuck off ability where it's just like, all right, I can grant your wish now. So what she does, she resets everything to the very, very beginning of the story. Where this alien race who tried to take over Earth, it's in a new dimension, it's in a new timeline where they never show up. Right. 
and there's one beautiful if not really heartbreaking scene where we get transplanted back to the beginning of the ova and nagisa has no memory of who xr1 is at all and she passes her she's like oh that's a weird get up it's like oh sorry i have to go i'll be late for school and xr1 is there left with the memories because that was the that was the decision she had to make and you know she chose she chose to bring back her loved one even though the loved one will never have the memories of what they were to each other and who they were you know what i mean so that was those... like, uh, to be honest, that was a tear up moment for me. And I was like, I yeah. went through this whole OVA series being like, I mean, this is whatever. It's okay. And then at the end, I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Nagisa, you don't remember anything? Yes. And oh. extra one, she, she she cries, swallows her pride, and goes on to fight the you know this alien force to make sure they don't just kill more people. But, yeah. you know, yeah, that one got me too. I'm like oh yeah and it's like that beautiful dichotomy of her experiencing loss but her letting nagisa live her life for what exactly. she can exactly. um and i think I, I may have an answer for you as to what the uh, whole make a wish foundation thing was in the show um ah. because uh there is one point where uh ixer one before fighting ixer two because nagisa has this like strange ability and it's rooted of course in her emotions and how she's able to do things uh, when she dies, Ixer one yells out like synchronization or something, and yeah, then they sync. So I yeah. think that they like merge together in that moment, and then Ixer one is given the ability she needs to destroy Ixer two, and then when she kills Big Gold, uh, oh, she's able right, to right. because Big Gold. I think there was a piece of dialogue where she where Ixer one was like, "Big Gold, you could easily just like reverse all of this and like make sure none of this ever happened because that's your you you are all powerful. Why don't you just do that?" And she's like, "No." And then uh, Ixer one is like, "All right, I guess I'll just kill you and, and do it myself." Yeah. And then she kills her, and then she could do it herself. I, I think that might answer the question, but still, it's you very know, vague. This reminds me actually probably one of my main criticisms with this OVA series is that the plot gets explained almost too quickly and it'll be like very transit transitionary scenes of what you think would be very insignificant dialogue but they actually carry major plot details it's like guys so yeah it's one of those things um the thing is it's not like in ava where it's intentionally vague it's trying Mm -hmm. to give you the information you just have to fucking really listen for it and yeah. I'm just like, okay, that's my main – probably if, if I have to critique the show in any way, that's the main critique right there. I'm like, guys, you, you got to slow down because I had to rewind a lot to get the plot. I'm like, mm. Me too. I had to so, go back and I was like, wait, what What was that? What is, what is happening right now? And I, so, I think that's my know, main criticism not, too. Mm. So – but that was, that was a little frustrating. Um, did it take away from my overall enjoyment? Not really, but I was a little frustrated where I'm like, guys – Give me something here. Like, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to listen to you. Well, I think, like, now, that's a good segue to get into final thoughts here. Um, well, let's start with your thoughts on this. Mm. Uh, do, what did you think, uh, and is it is it bad? Um, what I think we had here was a very fun artifact of the time. In a lot of ways, I mean... The animation was something very unique because it it had to cut corners clearly, but it's very interesting to see where they didn't. Like, mm-hmm. all the body horror stuff was pretty well animated, you know? 
It was when some, very well when animated. S- someone would grow giant tentacles out of their head, but a scene with dialogue of just two characters talking would not look very good. So mm-hmm. they cut corners, but in very appropriate ways. Um, I love the music just because I love. I, I gotta find the the uh, my phone's all the way over there, so I can't pull the composer's name immediately. But you know, he. He just writes. He just writes stuff I enjoy. I could get more analytical than that, but I'll keep it. I'll keep it in layman's terms. I just, I just like this guy's touch. I like his taste. Yeah. So I enjoyed the music, um, and I like the character. I enjoyed the character designs, and I like this action stuff. You know, there was lesbians in space with lightsabers and robots fighting giant demon monsters in the '80s. So it was kind of made for me. I'm biased. Um, do I think it was great? No. No. For me, though, definitely not bad. Definitely not bad. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, I can understand that. And I think it does... It is something that is, at the end of the day, classic Rob, as I was yeah. saying earlier. <laughs> uh, very... Everything... I was like, everything that you like about that time period and about that like genre, it really came out in this. Um, it wasn't exactly incredible, uh, nor was it no. great. Um, but I'm going to have to say it wasn't, I, I, I don't think it was bad either. And, uh, no, it just, I, you know. I think it, it was just, it was fine for me. It was more like a, it was more like whatever. It was fine. Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of put it on a similar level that I do like bow the visitor where I'm like, it's, huh. it had similarities and like how it looked to me at least and how it was done right. to me and it okay, occupied a, a similar point. Yeah, it occupied a similar time period, and it did a similar thing to me where there were some notes in the story where I was like, oh, that's that's actually really touching. And other yeah. notes where I just had no idea what the fuck was going on. So it, it kind of exactly. occupied both spaces. And at the end of the day, not going to say it's bad. Not going to say it's great either. Uh, not going to exactly recommend it to anybody either if anybody wants like something to watch. It was just kind of like a thing that I'm, I'm glad we watched it, though, because now that we're on yeah. that... like. We're firmly in this AIC kick and have been since the show has started. It's kind of like a good rite of passage to just discover more about right, what stuff. these kind of OVAs were. And also mm. if maybe there's like a just a gem in there that we don't know about. Um, and so it's yeah. So what actually I um I had to bite my tongue hard because I just had a great idea, but I think we have to do this in a future episode. Um mm-hmm. we need to do a tier list of these things. Because Ooh, yes, we gotta because rank them. We got or or rank them, you know, or a straight number ranking, make it easier, make it easier to follow for our listeners. Because I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like, because I was thinking, would I recommend this? Not really, because honestly, there's other AIC stuff I would recommend first. So see, I agree. Because if you if you don't like, th- I, I feel like I wouldn't recommend this. But if you wanted something around this medium, I would recommend something like this. Exactly. Uh, you know it, I mean. it, it, we can even like narrow it down to the studio because I think there's other AIC stuff I'd definitely recommend over this. And I mm-hmm. would love to talk about that on a future date. Let's do it. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was Ixer 1. I mean, didn't exactly like the world on fire, but I think it was a good thing for us to dive into to get more into that uh, space of like the 80s OVA wave exactly. and really kind of dive into that a little bit more into a kind of a, a random but a, a apparently well-known OVA series yeah. here. Yeah, there was a bunch of like uh, parodies on the internet in the early 2000s. So if there's if there's parodies hmm. of it, you know it had to be well-known enough. So like there was parody dubs and fans wow. works all the time for this apparently. And there's actually a great video Damn. by um, uh, Mercury Falcon, who is a YouTuber I'm watching a lot of right now. 
He does mm-hmm. almost exclusively retro anime and sometimes some live action stuff as well. If you haven't heard him, go look go look it up. It's some really good stuff, everybody. And he did a video, which I found after I watched this, called Ixer One, a lesbian horror anime that defined a generation. And I'm just like, okay, I'm glad we picked to watch this one then. Well, that's great. But, you know, either way, I'm happy we did it. And, yeah. Happy we did not Didn't light the world on fire. But, you know, it's, it's another step along the journey of us rummaging through anime to find out what's bad. And there you have it, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxasaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network